Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson. Hi, welcome to this edition of Behind the Screen. Today we're with Lynn Jordahl Martin, who is our writer of the Forward Day by Day for September. Lynn, welcome. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you very much. Thrilled to be here. Great. It's great to be with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Gosh, I am a, a seeker, um, a widow, a mother to a 19-year-old. I work full-time as an editor. I lead the Education for Ministry course at our church in Greenwich, Christ Church Greenwich. I have read Forward Day by Day since I was a young person. And in fact, when I go and visit my the house I grew up in, my parents' house, um, sometimes tucked into the bookshelf, I find a Forward Day by Day from the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. It's been, a, it's been a comfort and guide for me um, most of my life. Yeah, it was wonderful to be able to um, read your writing and to see um, you're so familiar with it and, and with the type of devotion that we talk about with Forward Day by Day, but then also to see how you have really made it your own and it's been a, um, a companion for you in your journey. So that was really wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. So one of the things that you talk about in your writing that I thought was interesting for a lot of people, these last few years have been hard, of course, with COVID and everything, but you also experienced some loss and um, some trying to figure out your way. Take us through that a little bit and your, your, the, how your faith played a role in kind of helping you get rooted. Well, um, it's interesting. My husband of very close to 20 years, like 19 years and eight months died on my birthday in 2019. And um, we, my family members, uh, we consider it in some ways fortunate that he didn't have to live through the COVID quarantine. We were able to have a a really wonderful funeral with over 250 people. Um, But it also then triggered all kinds of things. Um, I ended up selling the house we lived in for more than 20 years. And that was kind of another loss. I told friends at the time, it felt like stirring up a big pot of grief stew to go through that. And then it was kind of a question of, well, what's going to happen now? For me, I don't want to diminish the loss that everyone felt, and but so many felt and experienced in really difficult ways with real hardship. But for me, COVID was healing because I was able to stay home with my daughter and spend time with her one-on-one because I was working from home and it made a huge difference to me. And I was, I live in a really beautiful area. It's not as, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and that is incredible, but it's beautiful here too. And um, near, we live very close to Long Island Sound and I could walk next to the sound every day. And I would sometimes get up to watch the sunrise and then go to work, walk for a long time after sunset. But I had, there was a lot of uncertainty. After we sold our house, we stayed in the town because I found out that my daughter would need to stay within the city limits to graduate from um, high school at the same high school. And so we rented a cottage, but there was a lot of uncertainty. Where are we going to live? What is our real home? What is life going to look like after this? She was applying to college. Where was she going to go? Would she be far away, close by? 
would, would she get into any of her choices? There was a lot of uncertainty. And I, so I prayed this prayer every day um, that was in a Lenten reflection booklet in Lent 2020 and from our church. And it was called Meeting God in Nature and the Wilderness. And of course, COVID was definitely a wilderness time. And I love nature. I I see God in nature a lot, as, as you know, from editing my reflections. So this prayer says, Lord, you have wisdom that far exceeds mine. You have a perspective on my life and future that's far higher than mine. You created me. You know what you want me to do with this life. Lord, show me. Give me your wisdom, your guidance to live the life you have in mind for me. Then help me do it. And I would say here about, you know what you want me to do with this life. Lord, show me. And then I would add, show me where I'm meant to live. Because I didn't know where I was going to live. And I, I think if I had felt called to Wyoming, or if I felt God was pushing me to Montana or Florida or Kentucky, I would have, um, I would have gone there. Um, I was very open. I just, it was just really for me, a prayer of discernment. Just mm -hmm. show me, Lord, show me the life I'm meant to live. Show me where I'm meant to live. And I ended up to my utter shock because I was sure I would not be here. I, um, I ended up, um, staying in the town that I had lived in for more than 20 years, which I did not expect I was going to do. Yeah. And it has been a gift, a real gift, a gift to me and a gift to my daughter to be here even after college with all of her high school friends in the town to be close by. Um, and um, it is, it, I feel the Holy spirit led me to the house. I am talking to you from right now. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, you, one of the things that you also talk about in your meditations is that during COVID, uh, finding a community for so for a lot of people there was a great loss of community, um, and people had to find it in different ways. And you did find um, community that has been really meaningful to you. Tell me about that. Well, it's so interesting. Um, as a mentor for EFM for such a long time, there's a real community amongst those who are in our group, our seminar group every, every year for EFM. And that has been my, has been a bedrock of my faith community for over 10 years, really over 15 years. But we started doing morning prayer on Zoom. And because I was working from home, I could finally go to morning prayer. I could never have gone in Manhattan, get into the office and an hour later sneak out for a half an hour service, even though the, the St. Mary the Virgin is really close to my office in New York mm -hmm. City. And, um, it couldn't have been closer, but I, you still can't get there to start the day, you know, all revved up and then sneak out to go to morning prayer. At least I couldn't in my job. Um, so, but working from home, I was able to sign on um, to morning prayer on Zoom. And that has become an amazing faith community for me. And it's still going strong more than two years after the pandemic began. And it's a wonderful way to start the day to kind of check in with each other but the other thing that's so powerful about it is during the time of intercessory prayers, if we were at a church service, I don't think people would be as open mm -hmm. with their prayers. But because we're on Zoom, it's so intimate. So all of us do pray and we pray for the mundane to the, to the global. Mm -hmm. And to hear the different styles of prayer, to hear the things people pray about, and we pray for each other, just to 
to be involved in something like that, it is so intimate and it is so fulfilling and really life-giving to support each other that way. And, and kind of to get, I don't know, like, you know, when you're on ways and it says recenter, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, well, is there a traffic jam? How long does this go? And I'll, you know, I'll try to look at that mm-hmm. and it'll say recenter. For me, every morning, it's like pressing that button, recenter, and then my day is off to the right start. And additionally, um, our rector, Merrick Zabriskie, who created the Bible Challenge, he has long advocated that people study the scripture every day. And I had meant to do the Bible Challenge. I've started it off and on, but it hasn't just hasn't worked for me. Um, that's not to diminish it in any way. But being part of morning prayer, I do engage with scripture every day. And there's a Psalm, an Old Testament reading and the gospel. And um, that's, that's also been so fulfilling. And often my, my companions on this way incorporate things from the Psalm or the scripture. And, and I do too. Sometimes you can, things really jump out at me and I might go into a prayer. I might hang on to it. It's, right. it's been just a phenomenal gift. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, and of course, day by day, forward, reading forward day by day and praying with it, you're engaging in scripture every day with yes. that as well. Yes, absolutely. Oh, nice. So you're a journalist. Um, these are, as <laughs> I'm a former journalist, these are, there are always fraught times and um, there's, there's not been a time um, that there are, that some people won't say this is the worst time or this is, you know, the, the most divided or what, or any of those types of things. But it is fair to say these are divided, difficult times, I think. Um, how do you hold your faith and your vocation as a journalist together? I feel really, really strongly about that line in our baptismal vows um, about respecting the dignity of every human being. Mm-hmm. and. In my in my almost three decades as a journalist, I came to the profession with a lot of preconceived notions about people and groups, and I've had the privilege of getting to know people really all across the political spectrum, and I've I've found there's much more common ground there than I thought, mm. and so I just try to keep an open mind, and I also try to bring the light of Christ. Um, to all of the encounters that I engage in. And it's not easy. Sometimes I pray about current events, as as you can imagine, like the school shooting in Uvalde. I prayed a lot about that and I cried a lot too. Journalists are human beings and I I cried at my desk a lot. That's just one of the most horrific stories. That in Newtown, probably those are the, that at Newtown, Uvalde and 9-11, probably the worst stories I've had to cover or be part of. And although the war in Ukraine also ranks up there. So I try, I try to kind of look for, I try to, I try to see where's God in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful lesson really for, for everyone, right? Yeah. 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 I really try to, I try to look for that, and I try to um, try to bring some of the light of Christ when I can and grace. Yeah. Well, 
as you were writing forward day by day, what did you find were some of the challenges of it? You've been a, you've been a part of forward day by day has been a part of your life for many years. What were some of the challenges as a writer, and what were some of the joys that you found? Well, I loved some of the things that, you know, and I I was sort of used to doing this through EFM, but just reading and then seeing what bubbled up to me, you know, mm-hmm. what what line, what thing. Um, I've really been thinking a lot about the the reflection I wrote for the first day of September and about that line that I quoted from Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking. Mm-hmm. Life changes in an instant, an ordinary right. instant. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And I think that was a real joy to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I know, like, I wanted to stay within the word limit, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I wasn't planning to write 500 words. Like it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard for me. I think the hardest thing was when you told me you don't have to be exactly at a hundred. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was, it was harder to think, well, okay, I could relax just a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. That, that I think was maybe harder. I think also sometimes in the lectionary, a couple of things spoke to me and then picking one was mm-hmm. hard. Um, so I found that the other thing is I've just read some incredible reflections in day by day. And I, I don't think mine are really on that level, but it was a joy and um, a bit of trepidation to think about joining that pantheon of really inspirational, really inspirational writers who have, who have been my companions on the way over all these years. Well, I certainly think that you earned your place there in the Pantheon. And I think that others will read your writing and be as inspired and hope that one day they can be alongside your meditations as well. So I'm so grateful for your time and for your writing and for your thoughtful reflection and just for your support of Forward Day by Day. Thank you so much. It's a joy. Let me say one last thing about um, something that has come from day by day that has animated my faith and our EFM seminar for several years now. We read a really powerful, my co-mentor and I read a really powerful reflection in day by day that was about the paralytic being lowered down through the roof to talk to where his friends um, really wanted him to meet Jesus. And every year when we start our EFM seminar off, we close with a worship slash meditation on that reflection because the writer said, who think about who will, would be one of the friends holding that, that, I don't know, we could call it carpet for lack of a better word, but holding that, that fabric, lowering you down to meet Jesus. And I thought that was such an incredible reflection. And my co-mentor says, I hope by the end of this year that some of the people in this seminar are people you would count among those who would be holding that piece of fabric, lowering you down to Christ. And what a beautiful reflection. What a beautiful, beautiful reflection. It's one that has stayed with us. It's stayed with me. It's never left me. And I'm so grateful to Forward Movement that I got to read that so that it could really become part of my faith journey. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Lynn, for your time today and for sharing yourself and your authenticity and vulnerability and just your your genuine faith is um, an acknowledgement that we're all seekers and we're all learners and um, but we're in this together. 
So thank you so much for thank your- Thank you, Michelle. It's such a privilege to be able to do this. Thank you. And it's been a privilege to serve on the board too. Truly a privilege, a big honor for me. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm.